All right, before we get into the podcast, I just want to let you know, uh, me, Ernie, we put this podcast together for free. It's for you at no charge. We only ask you a couple of things. If you could, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, we need the comments and the stars. It means a lot. It moves us up in the charts. We're getting great momentum, and we appreciate you. That's all we ask. That's all we ask. We do this for free. Please subscribe. Subscribe. Start up and leave a comment. Thanks for listening to the Michael Yo Show. I'm so excited today on the podcast, Neil Brown Jr. He's in SEAL Team on CBS. Also, uh, he plays Chad in Insecure. He just shot a movie called Last Night at Rosie. He's the lead. He's the star. That's the way we roll, Ernie. Also, did you see Straight Outta Compton? Oh, uh, yeah. Oscar-nominated oh, movie? I love it. He played so DJ Yella. Snap, that's him? Yeah, that's oh, him. I can't wait. He's going to be live inside the studio. Uh, very cool guy, Neil Brown Jr. Can't wait for that. Uh, also, want to remind you, uh, can we put it right here, right here, Ernie? I don't know where Ernie puts the graphics. He may just put it over my face. Who knows? But December 19th through 22nd, Fort Lauderdale, I would be at the brand new Hard Rock. This place is insane. It's a guitar, a glass-shaped guitar with all the rooms. It, it's it's insane. Fort Lauderdale, Miami. It is like my second home. I was on the radio in Miami at Y100 for like 12 years. So it's like my second home. So if you remember me from that, come on out, people. Miami, let's go. Fort Lauderdale, let's go. December 19th through uh, 22nd. So I would love to see you out there. And like always, man, subscribe. If you like Neil Brown Jr., what he's saying, give him five stars. Subscribe to the podcast. If you don't like what he's saying, don't give us one star. Don't hate on us. You can still get the podcast five stars and say, you know what? I don't know about this Neil Brown Jr. guy, but Michael, yo, I like, no, Neil Brown Jr. is great. So if you like any guests, give it five stars. It means a lot. We'll be right back. It's the Michael Yo Show. The Michael Yo Show. Celebrities, pop culture, and comedy. So, uh, Neil Brown, uh, uh, he has a phone that's uh, about 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, 35, 35. So, so you don't have a lot of phones because that's success for you. Like, you feel like it ain't broke, don't get a new one. Yeah, why, why do you need a new one? But you, you got a lot of money now. You know that, right? Uh, so you say. <laughs> you get out of my business. What you talking about? my business. You wearing a wire? <laughs> You have no money now. You went for the government? Which, 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 which? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Man, you didn't I got to go. <laughs> I'm the IRS. Hello. <laughs> no, but uh, it's funny because now, you know, I, I used to upgrade all the time, but now I got, I'm not upgrading anymore. And my thing is I want to get to the point where I'm so successful, I can go back to a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. That's success. No, that's deep. That's, that's success. And people see you flip it out. <laughs> What is happening? Because you here? can't text. You can't check yeah, emails. Not, I love that. They have to call you. I, I'm so sick of my phone, man. And all you do is like, boop, and that's done. It's too much you can do on it. It is. And it's just too much. It's, it's, it's too much. But you're on the gram. Hmm? Yeah, I, I, I'm required <laughs> to be. <laughs> no, I, um, one thing I do like about the change in the way that social media has um, changed the landscape of the way actors interact with uh fans is that we're able to engage more and in mail that you probably wouldn't get all the time or get to read all the time some of these nice stories you get uh, much more swifter but man <laughs> do you get any hate online huh? do you ever get i'm fortunate man because you don't seem like a dude I'm you're a good fortunate. dude I be, i'm so blessed I, people cool 
But I also I, I don't I'm not on there all the time. Okay. You know, and I'm I'm not promoting my life and you know, oh how awesome I am. I'm having the best life ever. And you're not. I mean that's that's not that's not me. Because the most of the stuff I see is it's from when you're on set. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's, you're promoting that's, the show. Yeah, my life is my private life. Yeah. And that's there's nobody, that's mine. That belongs to my wife, actually. <laughs> <laughs> now is your wife on social media though? She is, but not really. Okay. She got one because she's like, oh, people hitting me up to get to, to talk to you and like we we'll be out. And if they forget to get to me or they, they ended up talking to her more than they meant to speak to me, they'll go through her. And she's like, Yeah, see, I got a message from Instagram. You need to talk to this guy. Like, how, oh, okay, cool. How has your life changed after Straight Outta Compton? Because you were already like, you know, people knew who you were, but I felt like like how has your career changed after that? Um, it made the rooms way warmer. Yeah. I'll tell you that. It didn't like, it didn't end up as work. It just ended it's up. It's just as, a lot of meetings. A lot of meetings, but they were warmer rooms. They were like, you know, because people who had caught it or who didn't even remember necessarily from the movie, they were just like, I, wait a minute, I saw it. And wait a minute. And they figure out, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you were great. And they, it made it warmer. So with that, it gave them, it gave me the opportunity. The same kind of thing happened with um, Aldous Hodge. It gave gave us an opportunity to really win these rooms and to really to really win the the next part, the next role. Yeah. Because they were like, now they were paying attention a little bit. It was like, wait a minute, you was you weren't you weren't you weren't easy, but you were in there. <laughs> now let's see what you can do. And then when you came in and you were on it, like I know Aldis and I just hit up meetings. I hit up pre reads after I um, while that movie was number one in the box office. I was going in and still for pre reads, and I've you know been acting twenty twenty years at that point. Um, but that's a perfect opportunity because then they're like, yo, this dude really love his craft. He humble. He just want to come in here and do the work. Okay. That's so, exactly so right. For the people that don't know, like me, like, you know, I'm just getting into the acting side. Mm-hmm. Pre-reads. What does pre-reads mean? What, uh, pre-reads. Yes. Uh, that means like you're going in for the casting director and reading the lines before you go in for the actual director, producer, uh, whoever's casting okay. the role. Okay. Like so, the so who, once yeah. you reach a certain level, you just going into the director. Yeah, just go to the producer session. You go into the, gotcha. to, okay. to the director, straight to director, because they know you can act. The purpose of the, the casting director to see you is like, okay, is there something there? Can you handle, can you handle it? Can yeah. you do it? And, you, and then the purpose of going in for the director and stuff like that is like, well, do they want you? Uh-huh. you know, are you the person for the role? What, so it's more steps normally. What was, what's, what was hard for you in, in the industry? Because, like you said before, this moment, you've been doing it forever. So, what was hard for you in this industry? Um, for them uh, to to figure out where to put me. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? Because uh, you, he's he's black, but he's not black. Yeah, is he, is he white? Is he Spanish? Is he, I don't know. He, you're Spanish. You're Latino. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, uh, you know when you, especially when you're trying to do. Um, television and, and, and movies where people have a, what they believe is a well-defined archetype that that person's supposed to be like black guys, supposed to be a black guy, white guys, supposed mm-hmm. to be a white guy, yada, yada, yada. Um, when you got this kind of pus colored, I don't know what he is. He got curly hair. The grain of his hair is a little different, but when he talk, I, he sound like, you know, they don't, they can't put you in the, the box that they would like to put you in, which, did you ever feel like you had to, because I remember when I first moved here, you feel like, okay, I got to kind of pick a lane. Did you ever feel like I had, uh, okay, I'm black, you know, so I'm gonna go in for these type of. Nah, I mean, I'm I, I, look, I am what I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm a black man. You know, yeah, I, I don't 100. You know what I'm saying? But but and I just happen to be mixed. Uh, I, I was just waiting for the moment, like uh, Giancarlo Esposito told me this because uh, I was getting roles, but like certain things they just wouldn't believe me for. You know, they were like, mm, I don't yeah. know, right? 
And I, I talked to him when we were doing this show called uh, South Beach. And uh, he, he said, he said, come here, come here, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. He's like, and I said, man, I, you know, I've been at this a while. At that time, I was like into it for like 14, 15 years. And I worked, but at the, the parts that I felt like, oh, I should be getting, um, they're just like, mm, no, we need a guy who's, honestly, I heard him. They're more black. It's like, oh. what does that even mean? Oh, no. Oh, you know, yeah. I wasn't supposed to hear that stuff, but I overheard Yeah. It. And then um, he said, well, first of all, they're not going to know where to put you. He said, you, you yeah. think it, but you're going to show them where to put you. And then you're going to work forever. And I'll be damned. Yeah. <laughs> he was right. He was absolutely right. Um, he just said, you decide who you are and you keep giving it to him. So what, what did you decide you were? Because he an said, actor. <laughs> an actor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he said, you decide, you show them what you yeah, are. Yeah, you show them. I, I mean, it's like. I'm a black man. Yeah. I mean, I'm mixed. I'm a black man. Yeah. So, you know. And you but, bring the goods. But 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 how about just casting an actor for the role? And yeah. You don't have to be black or white. Certain stories have to well, be Well, like, but I also think we're at a time where that's happening well, more. Because you see us all the yeah. time. Little mixed babies are everywhere. Everywhere. Now. So now it's like, oh, oh, get all the mix. I mean, people used to get on me all the time. They're like, brother, man, you know, it's hard out here on a black man. You have, you have seen how many times you see a black audition for a black man. I say very rare. How many times you see it for a mixed man? <laughs> yeah none none they're like well if if you know if white guys were getting 10 and they were getting four i got none <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying so i had to go in there as the black guy as the spanish guy i'm an every man i'm an actor yeah i can play the role if you believe it that's all that matters that's all that matters so, yeah you know that's what well I, I i do feel like the industry's changing not just for like like for the mix because you're starting to see Mixed people everywhere. Yeah. Like you said, like you starting to see, I'm starting to see families on commercial. When you know, like big, yeah, big, big, big companies are saying, okay, it's cool. We putting mixed people on Been now. out here a while now, yeah. you know, and I, now, I love it. Me too, man. Me and my wife dig it. Every time we see a little mixed baby and then we see the parents on the commercial, but we were like, we high five each other. So, you know, it, because, because you got, we grew up in a time where, especially me, man, my parents were trendsetters. Like nobody was in mixed race couple. Where were you born and raised? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm from Florida. I'm from Georgia, but okay. I, I, I was raised in Florida. Now was it? I lived all around. Though. What type of like where you were raised when you went to school early? Were you in a mixed culture or was it pretty much? Because there's a lot of Spanish. No, I, it or was, was it white? It was black. No, I was in the hood. I, oh, I'm, really? I'm from the hood. Okay. <laughs> I'm from the part of uh, Florida. I mean, in Georgia as well, too, but that's an Albany on Slappy Drive. But in Florida, I'm from that little part in Orlando. They don't tell you about it. It's on the east side. And okay, nobody goes. Go, okay. no, don't nobody go there. Nobody, <laughs> not unless you're looking. Mickey Mouse is not hanging there. No, no. You need some crack. There you, go. you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a, but I'm, I'm, from, I'm from the Heights. I'm from Richmond Heights. I'm a G boy from Grand Ole. Whatever. It, there you go. And when did you know you wanted to be an actor? Um, when I was 14. Okay. And I got on a set for the first time. What set was, was that? It was W W M A C masters, world martial arts council masters. Okay. W M A C masters. It was, uh, a TV show that had like, just, they were actually a bunch of stuntmen who like became actors and it was martial arts TV show. And they came and I was, uh, I had won a bunch of championships and, uh, for, for, for youth fighting, I did, um, karate and, and, and Muay Thai kickbox um and i was training for the aaus and they came into the dojo looking for a kid that had some moves and i used to do this van damme kick everybody like wanted to do the van damme oh blood sport yes oh yeah but i was the only one anybody that anybody that was even dope that tried to show how to do it they couldn't do it like i did it oh it was a full split the propeller kick what van damme used to say 
So I did it over this guy's head, and they brought me into Universal Studios, and they were like, nah, nah, nah. and all it was was a dang audition with a bunch of other cats that I fought <laughs> and won <laughs> against, and some lost against. Yeah, They were all like just in the room, and they just had us doing martial art moves and stuff like that. And I, I was like, all I, you know, I had my, my Van Damme kicks. That was my thing. That's yeah. all I had, really. And a few Don the Dragon Wilson, Wilson kicks. <laughs> um, and, uh, but then they gave us some pages, words, to, to learn, sing. I got a click memory. I see it, and I'm good. Really? Yeah. You've always had so that? I've always had that. It's not as good as it used to be, but I'm still a good look. They gave it to me. I went and laid down. They was like, woke me up. Like, hey, hey, hey. It's time for your audition. You know the lines? I said, like, yeah. I don't know what acting is. Yeah. I go in there, boom, hit it, leave. They say, okay, everybody, bye. It's, we'll let you know. They let everybody go. And this lady, Patty Thomas Robinson, helped me back. She said, I'll do it. <laughs> and I was like, hmm? What'd I do? I thought I messed up. She said, you got the part. It's like, what? Okay, cool. It wasn't big for me then. It was, I was like, cool. Ah, damn. Mm, I'm gonna go do this little whoop de whoop. As soon as I got the set, man, did the first Fell scene, in love. I was like, oh, what is this feeling? And it was something like I had been missing my whole life. Wow. It's a part of 14 at that time, but yeah, I was, a, I mean, I fought, I, I was going to, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I thought I was going to do. Okay. So now, <clears throat> Now that you, you know, you're on SEAL team, you've uh, moved through the ranks of that. How is it, like, how do you study lines now? Because you have a click memory. Because it's amazing to me how some actors, they have different approaches. Like, what's your approach to you get a script? They thought, here's a script. How do you attack it? Um, it's, it's evolved over the years. I've been doing this, like, almost 26 years. It's evolved over the years. Um, but now I'm at the point, um, my, my acting coach, uh, Dennis Neal, he... Said, you know, start studying this stuff like a play, man. So I do this thing. I read every script, no matter how many rewrites we get, three times huh. before I look at the lines. What happens when you read, you ever watch a movie and then you, you watch it and you just remember so much. It's a good movie. And like you just, you leave repeating lines from the movie and stuff like that because you watched it one time. Now imagine you watched it three times in a row. Mm-hmm. You probably remember a lot more of the movie almost be able to, you know, say it verbatim, like what was yeah. going on, or at least talk about the scenes. But when you read a script like that, it sticks in your head as the fo- the film, the movie. So you base it, you got to, you know how the arc of everything, you know how every character kind of works. And then you go in your lines and you're like, remember them because they were good. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just, they just lock in swiftly. That, I mean, that's how I study everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And I work it with my wife. And then, so once I know, do that, and then I bring it to my wife, I let her, I'll know all the lines, but I let her just go through it with me. And like, if it's a one to 10, we'll go one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, yeah. one, two, three, four, like that. And then work our way back up just to make sure. Some, and I'm all, she gets mad at this. I'm always doing other stuff. But I, I, heard I can't that's, sit still. <laughs> but, but I also heard that's when you really know it too. When that's you why can, I do it that you way. You do the dishes and you be yes, just saying your lines. Exactly. Because you never know what you're going to be doing in the scene. You know, things could, and the best thing to do, especially in auditions and stuff, is to have a director be like, that was great. I want it done completely different. <laughs> do it as if your mama just died. Go. Have you ever had that happen yes. in a room? Really? Good SEAL team. What? Tell, yeah. me about, tell me about the audition. Chris Chulak, and I remember praying for it. I was like, you know, I got this. And I, but I was kind of nailing it the same way, and, it, and I couldn't feel a different way to do it. So I do this, this, this um, exercise that my wife hates. And I do the lines different ways. You know, I do them sad, morose. I do them 
mad. I do them angry. And then I do the silly ones. She hates the little ones. <laughs> it makes her so mad. She yeah. wants to attack me. But um, I, I, I was like, oh, man, I, I hope. I, I hope in this test that somebody says, just do it as if this. Do it completely different. Oh, because then I can show them that. I can turn on a dime and just, okay, cool. I'll take in the witch, which is what they want to know at yeah. that level. It's like, it's going to be all this stuff going on. Will you be able to perform when the lights are really bright? And I got in there, did it, nailed it. Everybody was happy. Chris Chulak, the director, executive producer, was like, you know, Neil, I, uh, that was great. That was great. That was great. But I want you to take everything off of it. I, just, I don't want you to care about them anymore. Just don't, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> and I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, yes. I'm about yeah. to give it to him. Yes. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah, I like that. Everyone, cool. Did it. He's like, beautiful, man. Beautiful. That was it. That was it. And they were so happy. And that was it. That was it. Less than 24 hours, I had that role. So how many times did you go in for it? Twice. Twice. For the first for just the casting. Oh, no. I went to I, I went to Risa Ramon Garcia, one of my favorite casting directors in the uh-huh. world. Not just because she hires me. Um... <laughs> Got put on tape for her, and then went to the test. Look at that. It ain't never happened. Did you feel that you nailed it in that tape? No. Really? No. No. I, man, what I told you, I'm a black man, a light-skinned, puss-colored black man trying to play a regular black man role, Navy SEAL, on CBS's SEAL team. I mm-hmm. expected five foot ten to six foot one black brown-skinned brother with bald head and maybe a little fade. It was because that's all I ever seen, you know? Yeah. You know, but CBS is being real progressive. <laughs> Shout out to CBS. Cut them checks. That's Love right. Them. That's they right. real progressive. And they were like, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not six feet tall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I expect it. As a matter of fact, one of my friends, I'm not going to say his name, came to the test. Exactly what I That's the You're one. You're like, that's him. He the one. That's him. He going to get it. He going he gonna to get the mm-hmm. role. I know he going to get the role. And it was seven other dudes. And they all looked like that. There was only one other uh, dude that was like kind of bright like me. But he was. Too, Did you, you dress know? in the garb and everything like the or do you, like the military look? Did you go in like nah, that? I just came in in a, in a way too tight t-shirt. And, <laughs> and, you, you know what I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, and uh, some you know some jeans and yeah. I just had my beard because I did that movie. Um, uh, it, it was called La- El Labyrinth, Labyrinth, but uh, we changed the city. A lot. They changed the city a lot. Had done that movie and was growing the beard. And, you know, military, they normally say shave and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to shave. No. I'm going in there with the whippity-wham. Yeah. I'm just grow it. <laughs> it was right after Christmas. It was the first audition of that pilot season. And I just did the, the tape. And, uh, you know, they had me. They had, it was so weird, man. I'm so thankful and blessed to, to have. Third season, guys. right? So, yeah, man. How's yeah. it feel? feels great. feels great. We're eating good. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. 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 So when you get on this show, how would you feel about it when it first started? Like, you, you're on set. It's a big TV show, you know, CBS put, I mean, commercials were everywhere. I remember yeah. being at CBS at the time. They were like, this, yeah. is, this is our baby right here. Yeah. I hope we get this right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel that pressure? Like um, that first, like, cause you know, I know you actors, you shoot it and then it's done. It's in the can. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to roll out. Yeah. Where, where's the pressure? Like when it premieres, are you checking the numbers early? Yeah. Next? Yes, I am. <laughs> I am not going to lie. I yeah. definitely checked them numbers. And more so now. But then, like, once we got that first initial number, it was like, ooh, people like this. And then they pretty much stayed. Um, and w- the, the pressure really came from 
wanting to get it right for the special operators. Yes. I've done a lot of military movies and fortunate enough to be around military family and everything. I'm c- come from that. My dad's Marine. Um, and they can be vicious <laughs> when you don't get it right. Uh, and they loved it. They were like, yo, there's a few things not right, but this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And once we had that, you know, I mean, because they're working on, with us on the show. So I just wanted to get it right for them. And then the other part for me, the pressure was like, it's my first regular. Um, and CBS how long did you work me. in the industry before it was your first regular? Um, let's see. It was 90, it was about 20, 23 years. Wow. 23, yeah, 22, 23 years. Yeah. Yeah, and I not for lack of trying. Yeah. <laughs> I tested and all that, but I think you get things when you're supposed to, and I'm very thankful that it happened this way. I mean, I feel like I'm just getting started. I'm fortunate enough that um, I started really young, um, and I learned a lot. And I was raising a family at the time, too. I mean, it's it's one thing to get money when, you know, you're early in your 20s and stuff like that. It's a whole other thing when you're grown, you know exactly what to do with said money. Yeah. Not to say that I got a lot of it. I'm just saying I got a yeah. lot more than I used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, learning how to, you know, I better know how to, the things that I'd like to do, what I always wanted to do for my wife, I have, um, I'm smarter about those yeah. things. And I get to do those things. And I appreciate every uh Well, I would imagine piece going of it. 23 years and then you get your first regular, you're like, you're appreciating the hell out oh, of it. Oh, yeah. It was stressful, too. I didn't know. I was like, I didn't want to mess it up. Yeah. yeah. And I, so I was constantly... But I, I study hard for it. You know, I, I feel like you just keep doing the work and it'll and the, and the work will do you. I mean, it'll be it'll come out the way it's, it's supposed to. But we knew we had something very special um, from the start. Because, I mean, once David and I, I, I learned <clears throat> just before this, I, I was fortunate enough. I did this uh, show, Dirk Gently, mm-hmm. right, with a whole bunch of actors that I looked up to. And Richard Schiff, who's one of my favorite actors of all time, we hit it off handsomely. Like, he's my guy. Yeah. Um. And he taught me so much about playing someone's partner and creating like um, uh, history in in these small moments and in, in clicking. Uh, and uh, he also taught me about golf too. Yeah, there you yeah, go. I taught my, got my golf game a little bit better. Okay, but um, that I take I took that into to this role uh, because uh, David Boreanaz mm-hmm. and I play such close friends. And from the minute he got there, it just worked. Once we had li- once we had lines across from each other. It was just. It was like, just a home run. It was right magic. Up. It was one hundred percent magic. The, the the relationship was there. Naturally. Did you know each other before? No, man. But I watched Bones. Yeah, I mean, I watched a lot of Bones. Me and my wife. That was our favorite little. That was our feel good television. Was it surreal to it just was, be like, okay? It was for for a moment there, but then he's a big kidder and stuff. Just a big kid, so um, and very warm guy. So we, we, it was just like a friendship. Right off. You know, I still tell him every once in a while. I say, man, I used to watch you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, you mean agent, special agent Sealy Booth. And I'm like, yeah, but I watched all, I watched all of the show. Yeah. You know, I, I, the, the other, the other two shows, um, Buffy and Angel. I watched those as well. Um, and, and that's what started to happen. That's the big change from Straight Outta Compton is that I started working with people who I watched for years. Yeah. And after that opportunity that was given to me to get those warmer rooms and to start really showing my worth as an actor um i just noticed that i was just these were colleagues have you ever got a gig booked a a a gig in a in a part but when you watched it back you didn't you didn't think you fulfilled your expectations of yourself yes yeah yes every time i watch seal team 
Stop it. No, I do. I, I, I'm like that all the time. That's why I try not to watch the stuff. Um, so you critique yourself even to like, ah. I do. I do. But more so the earlier stuff that I did. But I've come to a point to understand that, you know, you have to be. And, and, and look, back then you couldn't tell me nothing. I did not believe doo-doo stunk. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't tell me anything. I knew it. I was, I'm a bad man. <laughs> okay. Nobody mess with me, Jack. Uh, but then I realized, you know, you got to be a bad actor before you become a good actor. I mean, and, and I had a natural talent that, that anytime I tried to go to classes and stuff, the teachers would be like, I'm going to teach you some exercises to get you to calm down. I'm going to show you how to turn this vast um, body of water that you have that's rolling along into a stream that'll cut through steel. Okay. And that's all I can do for you because any of the techniques and stuff, you're a natural actor. So I'm just going to mess you up. And they okay. all were very adamant about you get text, you understand feeling. And naturally, once you read something, you understand the emotion involved and the layers that are. Let's talk about layers. When you, when you go into a character, do you start thinking about their backstory? Even if it's, it's not written. Do you make that up in your head? before? Yes. You? I think okay. it's important. It's difficult for me because a lot of times they always kind of go to the same place, but that's because I'll be playing the same type of role. Yeah. Um, but I always, you know, where did you come from before you came in the scene? What were you thinking? What your day was like? All that stuff. Those are nuances. That's specificity. I'm really into specificity. So I do all this work. I have this sheet that Dennis Neil gave me a long time ago for, for plays. But it's how do you walk? What's your gait? Um, eye color? Family life? Da, 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 yep. da. And it just goes on and you fill all this stuff out. And what happens is, is as you fill things out, you realize that you're learning more about the character and you're, you're innate, the innate writer in you. Um just flows out onto the page. And a lot of times, and then once you say action, a lot of times that stuff just goes away anyway, but it's somewhere down here. It's in you somewhere. That's why I study that way. That's why I like do stuff because I want it to just be in my DNA. And that way they're my words as opposed to just the words. If you could be in a scene with any actor living today, who would you want to be in a scene with? Oh man. I man, that's 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 dude. I I find um so there's so many actors that uh, that I adore um their performances. Uh, do am I the right actor to be across from them? Not that I think I'm not a good enough actor. It's just like some things don't mesh well. Uh-huh. But um, it just I, De Niro keeps coming to mind. You oh, know, that's yeah. my guy. But but I'm a big. You know, I'm a big De Niro person, but I'm a big Rat Pack person before that, though. But I'm yeah. a big De Niro, you know, Bobby and 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 Pacino and, and these guys. I'm a big Denzel uh, fan. Um, but do you Jeffrey think Wright, Jeffrey Wright. Do you think Do you think uh, you would be intimidated is the wrong word, but like the nerves would be so high if you did get booked in that first time you read across from him like you did? A, do you think the nerves would like? Absolutely not. Nah, no. Nah. So once you're in a zone, you're in it. No, nah, I'm a good look. No, nah, they don't. I, I mean, I do my job. You do. It's like a painter being. You can appreciate know. a man's work, right? Well, first of all, I know, I know, I know what I'm doing. Okay, and I make sure that I work really hard at knowing what I'm doing. Gotcha. Right? I believe that if you put in the work and you put in this amount of work and you're playing at a certain level, well, you belong here. And I don't think you'd be doing it in, in you know at this level and beyond unless you didn't think you were dope somewhere. And um. I know that I know that I know what I'm doing and I know that I learn from everybody I work with, whether they've been doing it longer than me or not. 
And that's why I'm like, I, I watch 12 year old performances that I'm like, yo, I'm not doing enough. Like a 12 year old kid yeah. crushing me. I'm like, I'm not doing enough <laughs> with yeah. my career right now. I need to be better. Yeah. But um, I think that that working across from someone like that would elevate your performance and not take away from it. So I'd be, I'm hyped on it. That's the way I like to, but when I fought, I mean, that's, that's I, what you I need, want. I would, I would love for you to be better than me. Come, come whoop my behind. Show me something. See, cause I do stand up and I love going after killers. Yeah. Because if you can kill after a killer, yeah. that makes you a killer. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, it, it and, and maybe because it's like we're both, like I played sports, college football and stuff mm. like that. So, and you fought, when you're competitive, that it just naturally comes oh, yeah. in. You're like you want to, you want to rise to the occasion. Yeah, yeah. And you learn every. I mean, you learn so much from it, man. You learn from, from all of it. Even if, even if the guy gives you nothing, you learn what not to do. You learn how to make something out of nothing. I've watched Mike Pena do that in front of my, I've watched Mike look at an actor who was just being terrible to him. And he just looked at him. He says, you know, I'm going to get in the same with you. I'm going to destroy you. There's nothing you can do about it. And he went on and did it and killed him. I mean, <laughs> killed him. All he was looking at was Mike. Mike was, he was like, Oh, and the lead actor, he was like, eh, I don't really you pay you no going? attention to him in the performance. Pena's so good. Come on, man. I mean, like ridiculous. Yes. And it's yes. so effortless. It's just like these are the you know like as I said like Jeffrey Wright yeah and and, um, and uh, uh, well he, he Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. before he passed like those man they just got these performances that are just like wow man. you know who's like that for me too Lithgow yeah I mean it's just like he's no matter if it's funny mm-hmm. or if it's like he's playing a, like one of uh what was Dexter when he was the killer in Dexter I mean this dude was amazing and it was so effortlessly it's just like it was yeah just yeah it's just dude. him like and 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 that's why that's actually one of the reasons why like social media was and I've talked to people about this when they ask and say oh man you're so personable on that and I said yes to it to a point yeah I keep it private as possible simply because I believe that the less you know about me, the more apt you are to believe the character that I play. So people who watch SEAL Team think that's Neil. Yeah. People who watch Insecure think that's that's Neil right there, Chad. That's that's 100%. And most things that people watch, they have no sense of me enough to formulate an opinion about me. So they're like, oh. They believe what's on the screen. They believe what's on the screen because I'm doing it believably. You know, earlier, I not everything was that good. I thought it was better than what it was, you know, earlier in my career. I saw because I didn't understand the rhythm exactly. I had natural talent, but didn't understand the rhythm yet. But as, as I grow and I learn, I'm, I'm learning more about that now. So I'm, and I'm learning every day. I learn from every actor I work with because I'm all impressed by all of them. They're all dope. Um, and even the actors, sometimes guess actors who don't really have the, the rhythm, I learn from them and I get to help them because I'm like, hey, you know. So do you believe that, because here's what I notice is when you come up and you don't have as much success as you would like, it tends to be a lot of those people more hard-headed, but then when they get the success, that's when they realize, oh, I didn't know so much. Do you feel like, because I, I know like me, I was hard-headed in high school, college, mm-hmm. and then, but once I kind of got into Hollywood and I had a little success, it's like, oh, Mm-hmm. I need to learn so much more. Yeah. It kind of hits you when you get when you start on that successful side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd say somebody asked me this question, and I, and I explained it like this: is like, like when I did straight out of Compton. Yeah. Excuse me. I had done so much work up until that point, and so much work at working, uh, so much work that you didn't see. 
that it was like I felt like I had this beautiful, beautiful house and it was wonderful. And I knew every crack and crevice in that house. And I could tell you everything. I could blindly tell you where everything was. And I knew all the crevices. And I was like, wow, I felt great about that house. And then I got straight out of Compton and the door opened and I realized I was in the foyer. <laughs> yeah. The whole time. Yeah. And there's this huge mansion that is infinitely larger than this foyer that I thought that I was commander of. And it's so many things, so many shelves, so many rooms, hundreds of rooms, thousands and thousands of square feet that I now get to. It's big and it's daunting, but I now get to explore all of that. And that's what like each next step for me in this business is like. So getting that regular, that was that it's infinite discovery. Do you feel like now after getting that regular now in your in your mind and yourself and who knows if this plays out, but now you're a player. In Hollywood, you're a player now. Yeah. Like you, you can move some chips around. You can be like, yeah. you can get in rooms. I can get in rooms. You can get I in rooms. Can get in rooms. That's what I'm saying. So but they can that- say, no, you working on a SEAL team. <laughs> you ain't got time to do this. <laughs> no, continue, continue, no, but that's what I'm saying. But those doors are open now. Because now, if they need a reel, hey, just turn it on Wednesday nights. There's my reel. My reel is chock full of SEAL team right now. I, <laughs> I had to do a new one. And then somebody asked for a headshot. Yeah, they, I, I'm blessed. I mean, they asked for a headshot recently here. And I was like. I ain't got none. I don't have a headshot. I don't have a headshot. And I'm always the guy with the head. I love to have the headshot. And they're like, oh, that's cute. We don't even use these anymore. <laughs> that's all right. I'll keep it anyway. Here. They're going to put go. it right up here. You go, boy. And yeah, I'm like, mm. yeah, that's that's kind of how I've been uh, treated. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so shocked at Mainly the, the 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 big thing about this all is all the stuff that I wanted to do for my wife. I was finally able to do, That's and awesome. that was like the big thing. You've been married me, long. I've been, been married a while. Yeah, I've been married a while. I still feel like yesterday, but I've been married a but, while. But but it's so great that now the things you've always wanted to do for her now, oh, yeah. with a little money, you can do those. Even if it's small, you can do those things, and now. I appreciate it. And I know, and I know to take it in and to watch and to sit. Sometimes I just watch it walk. Man. And and <laughs> and. If it was at a much younger age, you might not appreciate it. No, as much. I don't believe so. Even as much, I would have been. My mind was like, yeah. yeah. I still hadn't yeah. learned how to take that body of water and turn it into a, a strong stream. But which is what I'm learning. To, I'm still. I got a lot to learn, man. Look, I always tell people: if you know everything, just die. Because <laughs> why true. are you here? Well. You know? Well, I appreciate you stopping by because I know you're shooting. This man stopped by while he was shooting Silty in his hour yeah. off. And I, I really appreciate it. But before uh, you leave, quick question. We were talking about before the show. Uh, you said drama for you is easier than comedy. And you yes. were talking about the Waynes. I want, I want you to tell that quick story. Well, the, man, comedy comedy's hard for, for, for me. It's the timing. You know, yeah. I want to make sure that it's right. And, then I, and the first comedy I ever did, I worked across from Giants. So it was with Wayne's Marlon. Wayne's Marlon. Wayne's I worked yeah. with Marlon Wayans. And I got that movie, and I just come off of another drama, and I got the movie, and my first scene with him was like, I had like three lines, and the rest of it was ad-libbing. And it was ad-libbing with him, like we're playing these two cops, and, and everybody in the room had worked together on like three or four movies. And I was the new guy, and I had to come in and just be like on point, and I was nerd. That was when I was like, man, I'm going to mess this up. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I here? Why? Why did they hire you? And why? Why? Why did I? Why did I? Why did I do that? Like, and I came into the room, and he was in a the movie's called Naked, and he was in a um a blanket, and we were interrogating him, and we had to give him his 
body cavity search. And uh, we just went after it. But once they yelled action and Marlon said something across from me and it just started doing this, it was just, it just came out. I blacked out and it just went in. And Marlon, I had him rolling. He had me rolling. Uh-huh. Like I had to I had to take a few seconds. But then I broke him a few times. He was like, man, that's, there it keep is. keep doing it. Just keep doing it, man. And I was like, okay, cool. I can play here. But I was real stressed out. Every night when I had to read the scenes for the next day. So was it more you also, not just the lines, but you were thinking of all the ad libs you need to do the next I, day too? Oh, 100%. Like, like yeah. uh, he, he, uh, what I ended up doing was <laughs> I would go through the scenes, like I told you how I studied, yeah. and then write down three to four alternate lines for every line it says. So then I could pop them out and it would seem spontaneous. Yeah. And uh, I, I then learned that from Marlon. He's like, man, go through this and like, have different stuff. Have it in your head. Have it like a freestyle. Yeah. You know, uh, just have bars in your head to be able to spit back. And I was like, okay, cool. And that's exactly what I did. And and there's a lot of ad in that movie. <laughs> there's, I called him Nick Cannon and everything. <laughs> it got a little like Nick Cannon, you know, it was like, yeah, right. <laughs> Nick Cannon is what they use. But uh-huh. I called him, I said, back away, Miss Seeley. And I was like, and I had him every time yeah. he came up. I had about eight of them. So I was like, ooh, if they go after eight, I'm just have to start looking at stuff. Right. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm a decent ad lib. That's what I did, but I do it in drama. Yeah. You know, and, Is yeah. there a lot of drama ad lib? Yeah, there can be. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. As long okay. as you hit the specific points, but a lot of times there's certain ways you say things and there are feelings that happen inside the moment that you need to say and that you want to say. And if it fits, it comes okay. out. There it is. We have great writers. Spencer Hutton and all those guys, Mark Simos and all those are really great on the show. So they're good at... um allowing us breath to do that in the drama. But on Insecure, they, you know, yeah, they you write have- that stuff, man. See, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like ad-libs, but they write all that stuff. They write all that stuff, man. So good, man. Yeah, I get to ad-lib a little bit too, but. Yeah. All right, well, SEAL Team, let's talk about that. Wednesday night, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock Central on CBS. Man, thank you so much for taking oh. time out. I appreciate you, man. My God. Yes. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Michael Yo Show. You. <laughs>